As the move to electrify everything ramps up, tensions have flared. Recently, the conflict over gas stoves swept through Congress and cable news after a new study showed they contribute to child asthma. Nearly 40% of homes have gas stoves, as many cooks prefer them. But the heat was on after the Consumer Product Safety Commission said it would consider banning gas stoves due to health hazards. The president stepped in and clarified, saying he wouldn't support a federal ban on gas stoves. But it still fueled an intensifying debate over how we electrify society. And that debate is not just playing out in TV and in politics, it's also playing out inside utilities. Scott Blunk was part of it. One day, he heard an executive at the Sacramento Municipal Utility District swear he would never give up his gas stove. That wasn't the first time I'd heard that. My my girlfriend at the time had told me something similar. So I, I bought her an, a portable induction unit, and I gave it to her, and I, I said, you don't have to ever use it, but just it's just going to be sitting here. I was like, I'm not, like, just try it. It was 2018 and Scott was new to SMUD. He'd spent the past decade as a green building contractor where he became a big fan of induction stoves. So he decided to get clever and take the same approach with the executives as he did with his girlfriend. I just bought them all portable induction (laughs) units and gave it to them and said, same thing, you don't have to use it, but I'm giving this, I'd like you to at least try it once or twice and, and get a feel for it. For Scott, proving the value of electric alternatives wasn't necessarily about taking a stance on public health or even the environment. It was purely about the experience. I think more than anything that the executives are human and their reaction isn't very different than anyone else's. They're not in some electric ivory tower that everything electric is better. They also question and they also need to see the proof. And I showed them the proof. It cost me thousand bucks or so, but I think it was worth it to me and to SMUD and to our customers. Ironically, it was that executive, the one who refused to give up his gas stove, who ended up giving Scott several million dollars to launch a series of building electrification rebates. And those rebates would eventually transform SMUD's energy efficiency program into an electrification program. I think one of the unique things of what we did at SMUD was we didn't start an electrification program. We took our existing energy efficiency programs and added in electrification measures, which meant there's a whole lot of infrastructure in place that we didn't have to replicate. We slipped new measures into existing programs so we could stand it up really quickly. I think about seven months And by doing so, though, when the rebate for an air conditioner was $500, now we're coming in with a $3,000 rebate for a water heater or an HVAC system. So the dollars just swayed the program and really morphed it into an electrification program almost overnight. This is With Great Power, a show about the people building the future grid today. I'm Brad Langley. Some people say utilities are outdated and slow, that they're not changing fast enough. But inside the industry, there are lots of people with innovative ideas working really hard to put them into practice. This week, we're talking with SMUD's Scott Blunk about building electrification and launching new programs. In the U.S., buildings account for almost 40% of CO2 emissions. That's why reducing the carbon footprint of the built environment is so critical for meeting net zero goals. 
Utilities are using efficiency measures and electrification to scale back the amount of electricity and gas used in buildings. But at the same time, these efforts impact the bottom line of the business. So getting decision makers on board, it can be a difficult task. As the strategic business planner for building electrification and energy efficiency at the Sacramento Municipal Utility District, Scott Blunk is working on how to electrify every home in Sacramento. And his experience convincing people to use induction stoves is a microcosm of his broader work launching new electrification programs at SMUD. My job's about transforming the built environment. We're in a a clean energy kind of revolution right now and really moving away from burning gas in our buildings. And I, my job is to kind of make sure that we land our customers on that path to zero so that we're, we're all moving in the same direction. Balancing electrification with costs is tricky. But with innovative financing options and rebate structures, utilities can expand their electrification efforts. And that's why I wanted to speak with Scott about his expertise in electrifying homes. So we started with how he became the first green building contractor in Sacramento. Back in 2003, you started Green Built Construction, which made you the first green building contractor in Sacramento. Uh, your experience up to that point was not in green building. So what what was it that made you just des- d- decide to start a business in this space? Oh, that was an interesting time. So I was back from the Peace Corps. I was getting an MBA and somebody asked me to write a business plan for a building reuse material store. And that really introduced me to lead and green building and everything. And and then when I moved, kind of during that time, I moved to California to get a PhD in economics. And while I was doing that, I I had bought a few houses and fixed them up and and sold them. And and my whole my kind of my whole background is very hands on. So you know, working on homes, working on cars and tractors, that's what I grew up doing. So. As I was getting my PhD and I was buying houses and I'm fixing them up and selling them and I had to have help. So I started hiring people and then it was just kind of the natural transition that, oh, you know, I should like formalize this and then diversify. So um, so I, I formally started Green Built Construction and uh, shortly thereafter, dropped out of the PhD program. Building was a whole lot more fun. And, and we kind of took off from there. And we grew really fast right up until the recession. And we all pivoted in life. So you, at that point, pivoted to energy efficiency. And regarding that decision, you said no one was going to care about green building, but people were going to care about energy efficiency. Why did you think that? Well, in, t- in times like during recessions, people are much more interested in saving money, um, you know, doing maybe what's right or what what they want to do. You know, if, if they want to do green building, that's a nice to have. Saving money works in any kind of economic environment. And that's really what drew me to energy efficiency was that you don't have to believe in saving carbon or global warming or anything. The bottom line is like you will save money on your building and you'll save money operating it every year going forward. Now, I know there's a global warming piece of this, but I don't have to convince customers about that. I can just do what's best for your pocketbook and it will be good for the environment too. 
So you then pivoted to uh, a role as an energy efficiency consultant uh, where you were working with clients to develop a training curriculum, designing new protocols and verification procedures, kind of all facets of the energy efficiency spectrum. How did this experience set you up for a career at a utility? Were you thinking you would become a utility professional at that point uh, in, in, in your journey, or was it kind of a surprise to you where you ended up? Living in Sacramento, and I wanted to stay in Sacramento till my girls graduated from high school, at least. Um, kind of my options are, are fairly limited in, in where, what kind of roles I would take on to stay in this space. And, and, and SMUD's a leader. SMUD's a great company, great reputation. Every time I'd worked with different SMUD people throughout my career before I joined, and, and, and I enjoyed all those interactions. So it was kind of a natural fit for me. Uh, I was I was running a statewide program for PG&E when I saw on LinkedIn that uh, this job went up, and and it just it just spoke to me. and And I'd applied at Smud several times over the previous I don't know half dozen years, and this was the one that you know I saw it. I was leaving on vacation the next day. I threw in my application, and and I got it. So uh, the end goal of your work is electrification, but you've got a pretty fascinating approach, which I'm, I'm really intrigued by. And it, it really focuses on creative financing solutions. So you're currently working on a 0% loan financing program for appliances like HVAC and water heaters. Uh, you're revamping an existing program to get this new 0% loan, loan program going. Why did you think the original program wasn't working well? It was working, um, and we were almost meeting our goals every year, but we were paying a lot of money too to reach those goals. So it really just, uh, take the $3,000 for HVAC. I just started thinking through, like if I'm financing, like how much financing does that cover? And, and can I stretch my incentives instead of paying one check up front for $3,000? If I can spread that $3,000 over five years, how much interest can I cover? Or how many years of interest can I cover for our customers and essentially make it 0% for them? We just devised uh, a way that we can essentially for the neediest people can get 0% for 10 years. SMUD's going to pay that for them. The least needy are going to get it for one year. And then we've got like like a middle bucket. They'll get five years uh, of a 10-year loan paid for by SMUD. And what that does is that the cost to SMUD goes down pretty substantially, but the benefit to the customer goes up very substantially. The benefit to the high-need customer now is over $17,000 on a $15,000 HVAC because of the interest that they would be paying on that. The medium income customer, the value is around $8,000 and the, the the lowest need customer, it's about $1,000. But it's the same reason why we finance our car, right? We don't want to pay that money up front, but we can pay it a little bit over time and, and it works out in our finances. And so that's kind of what we're doing with this $3,000 check that we were just paying up front uh, now we're spreading it out over many years, and which means that we can do more early and and less later as the the loan trails off. 
this is a pretty radical approach. What was the response from your execs when you came and said 0% the answer? Because typically financing and interest rates go hand in hand. So was there concern that, you know, SMUD would lose a lot of money on this deal? How much convincing did it take in order to get this approved? Understanding the players and where they're starting from was really important in this. And I, I brought in one person really early on. Sandra, and she's been really instrumental in helping me kind of move this along. We would build coalitions inside the organization to understand it and to, and to take feedback and to improve upon the model before we would invite, you know, other people into the meeting and, and kind of into the know. And so it was just this very slow moving, um, maybe very fast for the utility, very slow, it felt like at times, but like building coalitions throughout the organization. So so that when it actually made it to the executives, they had heard about it from many other angles uh, before actually seeing it. We built enough excitement around the product before they saw it that uh, it was it was embraced well. And, you know, but the bottom line is it's not about... Um, building excitement is the, the fact that the bottom line really works for SMUD. Why was it important you'd also make people outside the utility aware of the program before it was even a thing? Yeah, so I work with a lot of diverse stakeholders inside and outside of SMUD. And some, so some of that coalition building happened in organizations like 350 Sacramento. Um, I also talked about this program at the CEC as a as a model way of doing things. Uh, there's an, another external stakeholder meeting where some of our board members were present when I spoke about it. So, th- so it made its way. It's kind of like this net, this cloud of like pig pen cloud of of stuff surrounding them, so that. Because what I've seen in SMUD is it's not always easy to get your great idea put into place. Like you have to really uh, work that idea. You can't just push from the bottom. You have to try to get some pull from the top at the same time to get a to get a really good idea through. I, I don't think that's a, a challenge just uh, uh, at SMUD. I hear a lot of different people that work within utilities saying great ideas, you know, don't necessarily get progressed. You know, you talk about building consensus. Are, are there any specific things that you did, things that people who might be listening to the show can take away to say, look, I've got this great idea. I've been sitting on it for about a year, but I can't, I can't get it pushed through. Like, what would you tell that person? How do you advise them to build that excitement? Because I think that is so important to getting people to rally around an idea like that. I would just say, speak it into existence. You know, I was at public workshops talking about this as if SMUD was going to run it before we had approval. And I was getting feedback that from my friends be like, ooh, like maybe you shouldn't do that. But it's like, no, this is such a great idea. It's going to work. And, and I just, I just, sometimes I just feel like we believed it into existence. Sandra and I worked so hard and we, the math works. It's great for our customers. It's equitable. Uh, we've been operating on a model of equality for decades in our rebate programs, but this is the first truly equitable program uh, being offered at SMUD. And 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 I already said it. That's being offered at SMUD. It's not even offered yet, but it will be hopefully next year. 
It's like a Jedi mind trick. Um, you, you mentioned the equitable nature of this uh, program a few times. Uh, how is this program going to transform the way SMUD's able to serve its low-income customers? It goes back to the quality versus equity. We were offering $3,000 to every customer. That's equal. That's great. Equal is good. But the problem, especially in a product like HVAC, is that people can't afford the product. So HVAC, the statewide average in the tech program, was a little over $18,000. So $3,000 is a big chunk of that. But you still have to come up with $15,000. How do you get the $15,000? Well, you know, the very wealthy or upper class in society, they can go get a loan for $15,000. We'll give them three. They got their new HVAC. That's great. But it leaves out a whole market segment, almost half of our population, that have bad credit scores or low income or and when I say low income, I don't mean they're low income. They just have an income lower than a threshold to get a loan. Uh, because when you say low income in the utility, sometimes you're thinking that that's this qualified low income person who you know makes twenty thousand a year. But what if you make seventy thousand? You missed a couple payments on something once. Now you can't get a loan, and your HVAC breaks. Uh, that's that's what I'm trying to solve. This feels like a, a game changer for getting more devices electrified in the home. You know, what do you think other utilities can do to leverage creative financing solutions, both for decarbonization, but also serving limited income customers? Yeah, I, I mean, I think this model should work. And I'm, I'm really hoping that SMUD can prove it out. My, my dream here, and I'll speak it into existence, is I want to prove it out at SMUD. I want to show that we can deliver an equitable program that serves everyone in our community and and kind of prove out what the costs are going to be to SMUD. And then I really want someone to pick it up at the state or the federal level because I think the model can work. And, you know, one of the more challenging aspects of this is that, you know, it's leaving SMUD on the hook for 10 years for every customer uh, or, or at least for every some of the customers with the highest need. And that's easier done at a federal or state government level where, where they know they're going to be in existence in perpetuity. SMUD hopes to be in business in perpetuity as well. It, it would be great to have some government assistance here in like backstopping some of the loans um, so that it reduces the risk to SMUD. Um, so, and I think, so I think that could be, I think it could be replicated um at least across California. So how big of a concern was that potential default piece that people will just default on the loans after a certain amount of time? Was that something you had to really fight to not have people get hung up on that piece of it, the the financial risk that's, that's being taken by SMUD and, and your lenders? The, the default risk is real. It, it's And there are going to be defaults. There's no no way around it. The the backstop for SMUD is that it is a secured loan, so that that means it's kind of attached to the house. So if a customer defaults, then SMUD will pay the the bank off. The bank is made whole, which is a reason why this is cost effective for SMUD. Um, because paying the bank off means our interest rates are low. Like we have good credit. SMUD has good credit. So um, we pay the bank off. The bank is made whole. 
the lien stays on the house. So if the customer at some point goes to sell or refinance their home, um, they'll have to pay back this loan to SMUD first. We're never going to foreclose on a customer uh, if they go into default. Uh, but it's something, it's an obligation that has to be paid back at some point. So SMUD will be made whole in the end. It's just when does the end come that SMUD is, is made whole. But in the meantime, that customer is still enjoying the benefits of having a new functioning HVAC that's saving the money every month on their bill. And 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 that's that's the win, right? We're converting them off of gas. We're helping our customers. That's the win the loan will be paid back. In your role, you're, you're planning kind of long-range strategic objectives for electrification and energy efficiency. You know, aside from the obvious benefit of decarbonization and, and serving these communities, you know, what do you see as the biggest benefit of building electrification for utilities in the next 10 to 20 years? The obvious benefit to any electric utility is that you're adding growth. You know, you're, you're selling more electrons. That Our product is electrons. That's what we sell. We're going to be selling more of those. And, and that was very eye-opening. In one of my early days, months at SMUD, I went to a meeting where uh, someone from Treasury or the finance area put a chart on the board and like, you know, kind of different segments of SMUD and, and what it costs and, and what they made. And the energy efficiency was this huge negative bar on the bar graph and everything else was positive. And it, it, it's changed how I thought about energy efficiency. I was always on energy efficiency because I want to save the customer money and it's great for the customers, the customer. Now I'm, I'm, I, I had to flip my paradigm around it's no longer just about the customer when you're at the utility. Um, and so electrification does increase revenue to SMUD. That's great. If we can make more money, we will lower rates or we will not raise rates as fast as we need to. It all goes back to the community at SMUD. So, so that's the most obvious so end with a bit of a fun one. Uh, we call this show With Great Power, obviously, as a reference to the power sector, but it's also the famous Spider-Man quote, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, what superpower do you bring to push the energy transition forward? My title is a strategic business planner, and I would say that just suits my personality. I am a systems thinker, and I am engineer-trained, and that systems thinking probably partly came from engineering training. But it was really like I can look at systems and kind of understand how they operate, whether that's a car or, or my dishwasher or the interworkings of the politics at an organization. And so that, you know, I can study how things get done and understand where I can push to make the most influence or the most leeway or where I can push and get the most traction for an idea. I thought for sure you'd include your ability to speak things into reality and your uh, (laughs) Jedi mind trick capabilities, which I think definitely uh, flows in with that response. (laughs) Well, Scott, thank you very much. I really admire the work that you're doing at SMUD and the work that SMUD's doing in general to both serve the community and really take a lead in this decarbonization battle. So thank you very much for taking the time today. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. 
with great power is produced by GridX in partnership with PostScript Media. Delivering on the clean energy future is complex. GridX exists to simplify that journey. GridX is the enterprise rate platform that modern utilities rely on to usher in our clean energy future. We design and implement emerging rate structures, and we increase consumer investment in clean energy, all while managing the complex billing needs of a distributed grid. Our production team includes Aaron Hardick, Stephen Lacey, and Camille Stennis, all from PostScript Media, and Ann Bailey is our story editor. The original theme song and mixing came from Sean Marquand. The GridX production team includes Jenny Barber and me, Brad Langley. If you're enjoying the show and it's providing value for you, and we really hope it is, please help us spread the word. You can rate and review us on Apple and Spotify, or you can share a link with a friend, colleague, or the energy nerd in your life. Thanks for listening. I'm Brad Langley.